Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of this podcast and new intercontinental podcast champion, Mark Pools. We can't give them this much power in the cartoon world. A podcast, and I was told that if I did your podcast that I would, you know, advance to the next level. And we're podcasting and photographizing in front of the great The worst gigs of their life are, are because of Mark Poulos. <laughs> Anyone want a husband? Free free to a home. Now it doesn't even have to be a good home, just free to a home. Ladies and gentlemen, Andre the Giant would like to do his impression of Willie Nelson. Suck yourself dry! Alright. Hello folks and welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast. I'm Mark Poulos. It's good to be back. Today on the program, just thought I'd chat about uh, some big changes in my life and uh, some funny stories about that um in case you didn't know been a professional stand-up comedian for 15 years now this uh september will be 16 years i uh left my day job in 2002 Uh, i was dealing blackjack at mystic lake casino on the graveyard shift and uh, decided to leave to be a professional comedian. It was kind of funny when I left my job to become a comedian. Um, I still remember sitting in the office with my supervisors and stuff, just kind of telling them that I'd be leaving. And then they asked me what I was going to do, and I said I'm going to give this comedy thing a try, and be a professional stand-up comedian and they all just kind of laughed and one guy said well we'll see you in three months or something like that and that was about 13 years ago so feels pretty good that was my last full-time job I had a part-time job briefly the summer before my daughter my first daughter was born just to try to make some extra money um it's kind of a crazy situation like that around that time was when I was pretty much knee deep in my gambling addiction and was kind of losing all my money gambling and basically my wife thought I made no money because I would make my money and then I would gamble it away and then she'd ask for money to pay for stuff and I'd be like "Ah, I don't got any money and she's like, this fucking comedy thing sucks ass. Like, why, why are you making any money, you know? So, and, the, and that's the crazy thing about, like, the gambler-soaked mind. Instead of stopping gambling and losing all my money, I got a part-time job just so I could keep gambling, basically. But I got this job with Enterprise Rent-A-Car... It's a pretty easy job, just driving cars around, but it didn't really pay that well. It was like 12 bucks an hour, and 
in the end it was just causing more stress than it was adding money to our pocketbooks and that was about the time I kind of had to make a decision about my gambling and and get clean and stuff like that so things started to turn around my wife went back to school to become a nurse and I was supporting the family as a comedian for about a year and a half which was still boggles my mind that I was actually able to pull that off I mean we were we were running pretty thin there a couple couple times but I was able to pull it off so now uh, all the hard work's paid off for my wife she's you know she graduated and she's got this amazing job now of course it's a uh, Monday through Friday nine to five job so my role in the household has changed a little bit because she's gone nine to five every day sometimes it's you know seven to four sometimes it's uh you know eight to three it's kind of a flexible job but the only constant is pretty much you know monday through thursday i'm kind of mr mom at home you got the uh the four-month-old Frankie and we have a two-and-a-half-year-old Willow and I'm just basically like handling the house stuff and I gotta tell you something it is hard as balls like you know what's funny is like you don't think about certain things before you have kids you just think to yourself like you know hey we should have kids like it'd be amazing to like have kids you know and you just kind of hold on to that grand idea like let's have kids that's like a great idea let's let's take what you got let's take what i got we'll you know mix it together in a froth and we'll we'll make a human you know but at least for me like i didn't really like i didn't think past that like i don't really think about the day-to-day operations of having a baby like and and it's amazing how things change like simple things like oh I don't know taking a shit like what if you're taking a shit and the baby is fucking pissed off because it wants to eat or it's pissed off it's got piss in his pants you know it's like you gotta pinch that shit off and go help the baby you can't just sit there and shit and pretend like the baby's not losing its mind you know or going to the grocery or or anything you know it's like i i didn't think about the day-to-day tasks about having a kid with you and it's tough man but you take that add another baby i mean so my daughter goes to uh, like early education school and when she first started at the school like my wife had just started her new job so I basically had to take um, the baby with me to drop my daughter off at school and and you have to kind of bring them into school like they don't come out and get the kid out of the car and at the time we didn't really even think about it but we didn't have like a double stroller or anything so it was basically like carrying the two-year-old while holding the uh, baby carry-all and 
because uh, we had ordered this double stroller. It was like a cheaper one, and it was coming. But that whole first week, I kind of had to carry both babies in and out every day, and I tweaked some shit up, man. I fucked up some stuff in my neck and, and my back that whole week. Because you don't really think about, like, how hard it is to carry a 30-pound 2-year-old and, like, you know, a 10-pound baby with the carry-all. Like, that that shit gets heavy and, and gets brutal. But you just, you know, you push through it. You can't not bring the baby in with you, you know. Because that's a few... I'm not going to lie, it's kind of crossed my mind a few times, like, when I'm going around to, like, run a quick errand or something like that, like, because, you know, you kind of have to search stuff out and, and figure out what's kosher and what's not kosher, like, is it okay if you, if you're going to stop at Little Caesars to get a hot and ready pizza, is it okay to leave the baby in the car while you just zip in and go get that hot and ready pizza, you know? Or do you have to, you know, bring the the baby in with you everywhere you go? Like, can, can they sit in the car at all for any period of time? You know, it's like you see these stories in the news about the, the one guy that was, like, sexting women and he forgot the fucking baby was in the car and, and the baby died and now he's on death row. You know, it's, you know, and I get worried about that stuff, not about like sexting and forgetting about the baby, but just forgetting about the baby in general, you know, because sometimes you kind of get in a zone in your head, like you're zipping around, you know, you might think to yourself as you pull into a place like, you know, in your brain, you're like, oh, I'm by myself, you know, and you, you pop out, you know, you go get some Cinnabons and some, you know, some new sweatpants and shit, and then you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, the baby's in the, been in the car for like three hours, and I forgot the baby was even with me, you know, it's like, that kind of stuff terrifies me, and it's, you know, there's been a few times where, where I've been home with both both kids and like shit has gone down and I've had to be like gathering them both up to like go do shit and it's it's terrifying you know and there was a few times there in the beginning where I had to go back out in the road and and kind of had to leave my wife by herself and she had both the newborn and the two-year-old and and they're both fucking awake and they're both screaming and they're both pissed off and you know I'm off wherever and she's like losing her cotton picking mind and it's uh it's difficult man it's not easy that's for sure especially in the the early months when the newborn you know she was having a real weird sleep schedule like she was sleeping all day and then like right around like nine o'clock she'd just be fucking pissed off to like four in the morning and that's that's some like military torture type of stuff sometimes you know when nine o'clock rolls around and you're exhausted and here's this baby 
that, you know, she's just angry for no reason, you know. They call it the fussy time. The fussy time sucks ass, okay, because usually the fussy time, there's nothing you can do to make that baby feel better, you know. They're just pissed off. They're just going to be screaming until they don't feel like screaming anymore, which is like the worst shit ever, you know, because through most of the day, you can kind of pick up on their triggers, you know, it's like, oh, I gave her a bottle like three hours ago, I'm sure she just wants another bottle, you know, or she's been awake for like four hours and she probably needs a nap or whatever, or, you know, you feel the piss in their pants, it's like, there's triggers, and you kind of understand it, but that fussy time is a bitch, man, because you got to try to figure out tricks and stuff, and sometimes none of them works, you know? And you just got to walk around with this baby who's just fucking pissed off, and it's... I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it is funny to see a tiny baby really angry, you know, because you're like, you're just a fucking, you're a little baby, why are you so angry, you got nothing to be angry about, but they just like, they ball up their fists like Frankie, early on when she would get angry, she would just like start shadow boxing the air in front of her, she would just be like, ah, ah, ah. and it's just, it was kind of funny to watch, but it's like, it's funny for a bit, you know, but after fucking four hours, it ain't that funny anymore, you know, you're just like pleading with this baby, oh my god, we just go to bed, you know, and a lot of, I think, like the first two weeks that she was home, I think a lot of her falling asleep at night was she just ran out of energy to be pissed off anymore, she just fell asleep, you know thank God things turned around and she's actually awake during the day now and sleeping at night for for a good amount of time you know sometimes it's it's 10 hours sometimes she'll sleep for six and get up you know it's and that's like the cruel joke it's like you get to a point where they finally fall into a schedule and then they start teething and they start popping teeth and that fucks the whole thing up you're like now these teeth are coming in and you know it's like I don't think any of us actually remembers our teeth coming in but it's gotta be relatively painful when you know bone is is tearing through your gum you know it's it can't be fun you know oh and the shit like there's so much shit Like, why is there so much shit, you know? I, for myself, like, I I feel like I have a problem with pooping. Not that I, that I can never go, but it's almost like I go too much, you know? Like, sometimes I crap, like, four times a day. It's like, that seems like a lot of crapping, you know? But 
And, and I'm starting to think it's genetic, you know, because my two-year-old, a lot of times, every time I change her diaper, she's got some shit in there. And it's like, man, this kid is shitting all the time. And then Frankie, for a while, she was she was only going like one every three days. And that, you know, time before she would actually go was great because she was all pissed off because she had shit backed up. But now she's on a pretty regular schedule, like crapping as much as me and her sister. And it, it's so funny to me because like, a lot of times she'll just have a poop and it fills up her diaper and that's it. But sometimes she'll have, you know, the jugger poop. Well, she'll poop and then poop some more and then poop on top of that poop. And it just like it squeezes out the top of her diaper, like all the way up her back. And, and that's always a fun diaper change when it's not just a diaper change. It's a... Uh, we need to change everything, like her clothes, the bedding. We got to shampoo the carpets. It's just like so much shit. And you just look at this baby, you're like, how did all this shit come out of you? You know? And that's like the even more cruel joke when she starts sleeping through the night, like... You can't fucking relax, you know? You're in there every five minutes making sure she's still breathing and she's okay because it's like she went from sleeping three hours the night before to now she just slept like 12 hours. It's like, where the fuck did that come from? But it's it's quite a juggling match, you know? And with my wife working the full-time job now, like most of the days... I'm just the guy that has to get up all the time when the babies make noise and everything. And it was, it was tough. It was so tough the first couple weeks when uh, Frankie came home because Willow's got some sound stuff. She doesn't like certain sounds and stuff. And uh, she hated the sound of the baby. Like any little noise the baby made, she was just losing her cotton picking mind. Um, and thank Christ she got over that. So the, the baby could pretty much be screaming in her ear right next to her now. And, and Willow will just kind of look at her like, what the fuck's your problem, you know? So I'm, I'm glad that all worked. Because, like, me and my wife were pretty much on the road to a nervous breakdown the first two weeks the baby was home. So the baby was reverse cycling and wasn't sleeping. Willow was freaking out because the baby was there and really get the concept of sharing and who is this other human in my house that's taking my daddy away because you know I'm her person and anytime I have the baby she's pretty pissed off because you know nobody's supposed to get to hang out with me but her so but she's she's warming up to it it's a slow build but uh god the amount of logistics of trying to maneuver two children through the world nowadays is, uh, it is pretty out there. I mean, because think about this. So where we're at right now is Frankie is about four months old. Willow's about two and a half. 
and uh, she's getting there with her talking her communicating and stuff but it's not a hundred percent like she doesn't listen to everything I say and when we're out in public like a lot of times she just does her own thing you know she'll just leave you know and you know think about a two-year-old just taking off on you well you've got the carry-all with the baby in the crib it's like what do you do at that point you know do you shove the cart as fast as it'll go so you can catch up to the baby or to the toddler that's kind of dangerous do you leave the baby behind to chase the toddler down or you know it's stuff like that you think about on a daily basis like all these problem solving ideas like I need to go to this I I have to bring the babies with and that was funny too is like early on when Willow was a baby and she was home like a lot of the times when stuff had to be done you know my wife was home so I would just like go do the stuff and the baby would stay home and then she had stuff to do so she'd go do it and the baby would stay home well then um, she got busier and busier and it got to a point where I had to bring the baby with me to do stuff and like the first couple times that happened I started having panic attacks like I had a doctor's appointment downtown at a certain time and my wife was like, well, I've got this uh, appointment at school at that time. And I looked at her and I was like, so what's going on with Willow? And she's like, well, you, you just take her with you to the doctor. And like the concept was so like out there for me. Like, what? Why would I take a baby to the doctor with me? You know? And like, that's what you do when you have children. You take them with you to things that you're doing, you know, because you can't just leave them home by yourself, you know, leave them home by themselves, you know, you got to bring them with you, you know, and it's stuff like that that I even think about, you know, and, you know, sometimes it might be easier if you could leave the kids at home, but I got to get a little older for that, but, you know, and and to do anything you gotta find a babysitter that you trust you know it's not gonna rob you or touch your kids you know it's just insane out there man and even after all of that like it's the greatest thing in the world man I mean there's no way to even explain how amazing it is to like have your kid on a pillow and in your lap and and they're making eye contact with you and, and you smile and they smile back at you or, you know, I, I come to get Willow at school and she sees me and she gets so excited and runs and jumps into my arms and gives me a kiss. And, uh, it's shit like that that just blows your mind, man. You know, and it's, it's other stuff too where like, you know, Willow will do stuff and I'll be like, oh my God, that's me, you know? just blows your mind after a while you're like oh my god this person is like you know half of half of my stuff and half of the wife's stuff it's just it's insane you know but I wouldn't have it any other way but it's just it's crazy being Mr. Mom right now and just trying to find my way and and find the the secret formula and 
I don't know if there is even a secret formula to any of it, man. You just you just find your groove and find find the way that uh, that you make it through the day, and and uh, it's just keeping them alive at this point is about uh, is about my only job. Try not to fuck up too bad. That's another job. So I uh, I do my best, but. Uh, yeah, to all those parents out there, I salute you. I'm there right with you. And hope you guys enjoyed this little chat about parenthood and kids and, and all that jazz. And you can always get this uh, podcast of Pod being iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, check out largedrunkman.com for my upcoming dates. Uh, this weekend, I'm back in uh, Milwaukee, the Comedy Cafe. Uh, doing five shows there uh, with a good friend, Nate Armbruster. I'm assuming that uh, we'll be doing a bunch of podcasts and a lot of debauchery. So tune into those podcasts and uh, tune in next time when we talk about who knows. Who knows?